Welcome in to the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah, along with Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at Woodon1063. Follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. Back after a week off. We didn't do a show last week, right? We were just we were just off last week, right? Right, Jordan? Yeah, yeah. We didn't we didn't have a show. There wasn't anything for us to talk about or handicap or pick. Yeah. Nothing happened. Yeah, nothing happened. But uh, honestly, I, I can say this with, with I, I know this for a fact. Saturday, last Saturday was the worst gambling day of my life. And I'm not saying because like I lost a ton of money. I, I lost every single bet, whether it was the, the picks that we gave out here on the MMA podcast, uh, baseball, soccer. Uh, I think there wasn't, was there, no, there was no NBA. Maybe was there, was there hockey that day or something? Regardless, if I bet on it on Saturday, it lost. It was awful. I went over. It was yeah, not well, fun. Yeah, I took some responsibility for that. You know, the selections we had talked about on the show, the ones that I released via the Fat Jack. Look, we've talked about it before. I have, I have weeks like that. There yeah, are weeks like that. It that happens. Exists. Yeah, and it sucks. And look, you know, like, I'm not, look. Who was going to really predict that Yuri Prohaska and Glover Teixeira was going to fall into that 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 crater of, like, not going over four and a half but not going under mm-hmm. and not getting a finish, like, you know, at the appropriate time? And, and, and then Yuri getting a submission, like, yeah. of, all, of all things. Oh, yeah. It, it, it just boggles my mind that, that that fell into place. But that's the sport of mixed martial arts. It happens. Uh, they were great fights, if you happen to watch them. Oh, yeah. Um, they were spectacular from top to bottom, a lot of finishes. And, yeah, you said you said it. They, they These type of weeks happen. So and we move on. We right? move on. Go there's ahead, only there's only one way to go. It's up, unless we go over again, but that's not going to happen. We're going to move on, and we're going to try to give out some winning uh, picks here for UFC Fight Night. Calvin Cater against Josh Emmett. That is your main event. They are in Austin. The UFC is in Austin. That'll come into play when we go with uh, Cowboy Cerrone a little bit later on because there's nothing like a cowboy fighting in Austin, Texas. Like, it just seems fitting that that's where he would be fighting here. Uh, but we will start with uh, not the undercard, but uh, lower down on the main card here as Joaquin Buckley goes against Albert Duraev. I mean, these guys, you know, Buckley is a plus 180. He loves to knock guys out. Uh, Duraev is, is good with the takedowns. He likes to just sit on guys and kind of wait out fights. He's minus 220 to win this fight here. So you've got long odds here on Albert Duraev to kick off this UFC fight night main card. Uh, but we're looking for a finish here. We're looking for something from these two guys. What are you looking for from this fight here, Jordan? I think it's I think it's going to be an entertaining fight, and you certainly get that with Joaquin Buckley. Uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess, however you want to look at it, like Joaquin Buckley is now cemented uh, in his place in, in UFC history, mixed martial arts history, because uh, of that knockout that he had, uh, you know, two years ago now uh, against Impact Kinsagana, where Kinsagana caught his foot. And then he spun around with his other foot and, and, and put Impa's lights out, had a knockout, and it was a viral knockout. And so now Joaquin Buckley it, is going to be known as that guy. And he's, I mean, look, he's a very good fighter. He's a very athletic fighter. He's very powerful. I mean, he's he's got, what, three finishes in his last four wins, and he's, I think, four and two in the UFC. So I would expect a lot of people to be looking at him and possibly saying, oh, my God, Joaquin Buckley, underdog. I remember that dude. He did that spinning back kick knockout of a couple of years ago. I'm going to I'm going to put some money on him. That That's not the play you have to make. You know, Albert Duraev is is a, is a talented fighter. He, I think that he could match Joaquin Buckley on the feet. 
And I think Joaquin Buckley, as we've seen in some previous fights, uh, struggles when, when fights do go to the ground and, and, and derive certainly has that in his arsenal to do it, plus the fact that these two guys are actually familiar with each other, former training partners with each other. So there's a lot of familiarity, and I think when that happens, um, that is advantageous to the, the fighter that knows where the fight needs to go to win the fight. And Darius knows that he really doesn't want to mess around with a guy like Joaquin Buckley on the feet, so he's going to look to take the fight to the ground. So yeah, I, I like Darius just to win it outright. Probably safer play to, to, to do it on points. Because I think he's gonna he's gonna want to you know grapple and, and and ground Joaquin Buckley not mess at all with with some of the the, the power that that Buckley has on the feet. So I think you're here you're, you're picking up and put it down, Adam. It's like put him in your parlay. You want him to win straight up, or uh, if you need to single singularly bet this fight, you, you bet derived win via decision. So via decision here is plus two fifty, not the shortest odds. Derived by submission is actually plus two hundred, so two to one odds there. That's what the odds makers believe is most likely to happen, or at least the way people are betting is two to one is derived to win by submission. Two and a half to one is derived by decision here. But you're you're looking at uh, Darayev here with all the methods of victory here as the favorite in that. Yeah, minus two twenty, minus two thirty, depending on where you're getting it. It's a little too rich for my blood unless you're going to be putting it in a parlay. But I'll probably sprinkle a little bit on by submission or by decision at, at you know doubling your money a little bit more than doubling your money if you're getting by decision because he seems like the kind of fighter, like you mentioned, he likes to go to the ground, but at the same time, he might just sit there. Like, he might just sit on you like a bit, like a like a big blanket, and then it's kind of boring, right? So, like, you, if you're looking for a finish, you, you might get it from uh, Buckley with a knockout, but again, if he goes for the big swing and misses, Derive can take advantage of that, get him off balance, get him on the ground, and just kind of win off of ground control. And, you know, it, it being only three rounds because it's not a main event, that could come quickly here where he just kind of sits there, you know, for these three rounds. Yeah, I, I, I think I think that that's going to be the recipe that, that Derive's going to have to look to do again based on the familiarity, based on we know that Joaquin Buckley has struggled uh, when fights get taken to the ground. But he's also Buckley is a guy that's never been submitted. So I don't agree with you, actually, on the on the submission oh, prop. Okay. I don't think it's worth a look okay. uh, because I, I don't I don't believe. A, you know, a guy that's going to get submitted, get submitted for the first time. And Derive really really isn't a submission artist. You know, he's a guy that's just going to, you know, concentrate on grappling control in top position. So I'd rather just play out uh, the parlay, or if I need to play it, I'll play it on points. Uh, our next fight that we're going to be looking at, Tim Means is a plus 220 underdog as he steps into the octagon against Kevin Holland, who is minus 275, a big favorite here, a fight that could end early. I believe that's the way. If I, if I had to guess from a, from a Jordan Sherwood, he's looking, and not that I have inside info, but I do have inside info, that he's going to look <laughs> for this uh, fight to not go the distance here. But Tim Means against Kevin Holland here, two guys stepping into the octagon in the welterweight division. How do you see this one? Well, I love this fight. I love this fight because you've got two action fighters in Means and Holland. Obviously, there's nothing to not like about Kevin Holland. He's an active fighter. He's active outside the octagon. He's a tremendous follow on, on Twitter and, and, and Instagram. Uh, and I think he's a guy that's finally, you know, wise it up and, and understands, look, if he can make the weight cut to 170, He's got outstanding talent and outstanding, um, you know, opportunity to go pretty far in this 170-pound division if he can sure up this wrestling. Tim Means is a guy that, you know, even at 38 years of old, is this reclamation project, a guy that's, you know, been around the block a few times, but he's won three fights in a row. 
He's got very good Muay Thai, and he does have some wrestling in his back pocket that he might look to utilize in this fight against Kevin Holland. And Kevin Holland has struggled at times, even in his last fight. Alex Oliveira got him to the ground in the first round. Now, now Kevin Holland actually like smiled at the camera and like gave the thumbs up that he was fine like in that first round. And then he, you know, he turns around and he knocks out Oliveira in the second round. But like Tim Means has has an, uh, a road to win this fight if he if he goes there. But uh, all right, let's get to what you were talking about. Yeah, I, I think there's a finish in this fight. Both guys are finishers. I think Tim Means leaves himself open too much in the stand up game that. Kevin Holland is just going to be too fast, too athletic, and too powerful. And at some point, uh, something's going to land. Uh, whether it be means landing something, but more than the likelihood, it's Kevin Holland winning something or, or landing something. And I think I, I think Holland's going to get another finish. And I, and I think there's some value there. And he's going to get his another uh, his second finish at 170 pounds. Well, if you're going with that, if you're getting the under two and a half, you're getting that at plus. You're getting it at plus money, plus 115, plus 100 at even money in some places. And if you want Holland to win by knockout, that's two to one. That's plus 200 right now. So if you think that that's the way this fight goes, if you want to stay away from that and just go with the safe play in the under there, or just take Kevin Holland uh, straight up on the money line, you're getting minus 285. Maybe put him in that parlay with uh, Albert Duraev there and build something there. But yeah, you're right. I mean, if you're if you're taking the under, you might as well sprinkle a little bit of money on the the method of victory too, right? So if you think that Kevin Holland's going to win this fight and you think it's not going to go the distance, sprinkle a little bit on Kevin Holland to win by knockout at two to one. Sprinkle a little bit of money on on the under two and a half at plus money at plus one fifteen there, and then you're looking at a nice little uh, uh you know recouping some money there in that fight right there. Yeah, ex- 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 exactly. I, I think that's that's the direction to take. I mean, either way you look at it, I, I think. I, I actually I'm kind of surprised that that the over is 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 laying the juice because both guys like I said are finishers. I mean mm-hmm. Tim Means is no slouch. Tim Means is a guy that has good, very good Muay Thai, puts pressure on, um, and, and can finish guys. And he very easily he's a big 170. So well, and Holland might land see, something on Holland. And Holland's and, a shit talker too, right? Seat. But I think the likelihood is that Kevin Holland's going to land something at some point because Tim Means does leave himself open to strikes, and I don't believe. That Timmy is a good enough wrestler. He's got it. His, he, he's got some of it, mm-hmm. but it's not what he'll rely on. And I don't think it's good enough to to keep Holland down and push it for three rounds to like go to the judges' scorecards and get some points. You mentioned the thumbs up in my notes here. I, I was highlighting some things, and it says expect action from the outset and in-fight commentary from Holland, which probably is only going to mean that Tim Means is going to want to pu- uh, punch him in the face even more. So hopefully Holland's out there talking shit during this this fight, and uh, that leads to some form of early finish on either side so we cash that under two and a half. Yeah, go back again. Just go back and watch his last fight against Alex Oliveira. It's hilarious that you know he gets taken down and he's smiling at the camera. Or go look at like you know he's been in fights where like he was like talking to Daniel Cormier and say, "Hey, look at my takedown defense. It's much better." Or like you know when he knocked out Jacare from the bottom, he's like talking to Jacare. Oh, this is good. This is a good submission. Then he pow, slams slams him right in the in the face and uh, and, and gets the knockout of uh, you know the former title contender. All right, our next fight is perfect for UFC Austin and UFC Fight Night in Austin. Donald Cowboy Cerrone against Joe Lozon. Joe Lozon, the plus 140 underdog here. 
Cowboy Cerrone is minus 160. Two old dudes. Like, I can say that. They're they're around my age. They're old dudes. Yeah, I'm an old dude. The yeah, they're oh, long. Yeah. For UFC, they're old dudes. I mean, this could be the end for either of these guys here. As, they, as this fight was supposed to take place a few months ago, we mentioned it, we previewed it, and then it was called off for a uh, for uh, an illness. And now we finally get to see this after it being scratched in UFC 274. Now we get this fight on Saturday. This should be a great one, even though these, these guys are both legends. And how do you see this one, which could be the last fight for one of these guys? Yeah, I mean, look, we thought it was the last fight uh, two years ago, two and a half years ago for Joe Lozon uh, when he, in his hometown of Boston, uh, Massachusetts, uh, finished Jonathan Pierce in the first round. Just came out like a storm finish, and I thought he was going to, you know, you know, lay the gloves down and walk away from the octagon. But here we go, Joe Lozon two years later, and, you know, look, he, he looked great in that last fight. And he has, first off, well, he has the game plan, uh, or he is the type of fighter that has now caused major issues for Donald Cowboy Cerrone, someone that puts on the pressure and puts on the pressure early. And right, right at the start of a fight, gets in Cowboy's face, gets in his opponent's face, and, and looks for a finish, whether on the feet or, or on the ground. Alex Morano, the great white, uh, did it in Donald Cowboy Cerrone's last fight and finished Cowboy. Alex Morano is not a finisher at all. He's a guy that's a grinder. He's actually relatively a slow starter. But he knows the kryptonite to Donald Cowboy Cerrone, who, by the way, First ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, the dude is just mm-hmm. awesome. Like, he just fights all the time. And, you know, look, never got to the championship, kind of like always the bridesmaid, never the bride. But, look, first ballot Hall of Famer, 38th fight in the UFC. But from a handicapping standpoint, Adam, I don't like this fight. I didn't like this fight for Donald Cowboy Cerrone when they were supposed to fight 35 days ago. Uh, food poison knocking him out. Now, second weight cut in those 35 days in a row for Donald Cerrone. To get to 155, it's always a tough cut. So um, I think someone's getting finished uh, for sure in this fight. I think Joe Lozon's getting a quick finish early in the first round. If not, he's going to be gassed, and Cowboy's going to be able to land something on the feet and finish Joe Lozon. Um, But I'm also surprised that Lozon is as big of an underdog as he is. So that plus 145 price is is just screaming at me. You like the dogs. Yeah, look, Donald Cowboy Cerrone is just, he's a shell of him for himself. And we don't even know, like, is this his last fight or is it not? Like, maybe does the old Cowboy, like, show up? Sure. But, like, you know, if he were, to, then he would have done it against Alex Morano. And, and, like, okay, fine, yeah, Cowboy, Austin, maybe that, like, no. Like, his, like his son was going to be, like, his son was going to be the big thing for him. And his son was in attendance to see him fight for the first time, and, and that blew up in his face. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm all in on Joe Lozon. And it's not like a make good Ooh. for, like, last week when I went 0-4 with my Jack picks. Like, I love Joe Lozon 35 days ago, and I love him even more, especially at the price of plus 145. Can I get odds on whether or not Cowboy Cerrone will ride a horse to the <laughs> Octagon since this fight is in Austin? Can I get odds on that? You're the handicapper. Can you give me odds on that? Well, yeah, like, I don't even th- – I, I mean, I get I – get, well, first off, I mean, they've had – the Texas State Athletic Commission has had major issues. Like, they're – luckily, a lot of these fights are going to go probably inside the distance. We won't have to rely – so, A, there's judging, there's criteria for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, even though it's corrupt, potentially, and, like, and naive, the Athletic Commission, I mean, that, that that's 5,000 to 1. Like, it's not a lot. Oh. Like, you can't bring a horse. Why not? <laughs> 
Why not? The, it's, not it's, like, it's not allowed. Like, you can't, like... I'm not bringing it into the octagon. Like, I'm saying he's going to use it. things to the octagon outside of bringing your approved... I, I mean, I guess if the UFC approved a horse... You, you know, don't have to take it into the octagon. Standpoint. I'm just saying that, like, he rides it from the locker room to the to the octagon, and then he gets off the horse, and they do the whole thing where they put, you know, they put the stuff on the face, and they do the they do the pat downs and everything, and the cup checks and all that stuff, and whatever you want to do, and all that kind of stuff, whatever it is. And but but in that distance, ride a horse. Why not? Come on, it's Texas. Everything everything's bigger in Texas. At least is he going to be wearing a cowboy hat? Can we get a yeah. cowboy oh, yeah. hat? Hiller's okay, cowboy fine. Hat, sure. As long as we get 5, the cowboy hat. One, but minus five thousand for him to wear a cowboy hat, and minus ten thousand for him to come out to uh, Kid Rock's uh, cowboy. So. Okay, well that be that would just that would put the icing on the cake right there. Yeah. All right, our main event here in UFC Fight Night: Calvin Cater against Josh Emmett. Josh Emmett a plus one ninety dog here. Calvin Cater minus two thirty five. Cater's a great boxer, but he takes a ton of hits. Emmett's got these heavy hands. He likes to hit. That we should get. You mentioned a lot of finishes in this uh, in this pay per view or not pay per view. This UFC Fight Night that's coming up here. How do you see this one? And could we be getting another finish? Probably not. Mm. As as surprising as that is, that her the the rest of the card I think is chock full of finishes and and finishing fighters. This one I think has uh, I'm going to lean more towards it going to the judges' scorecards. I mean, Calvin Cater bounced right back from that dismantling that uh, Max Holloway handed him and put it on uh, Giga Chikazi, who many consider to be the future of the featherweight division. So for Calvin Cater to do that, I mean, he's got some sick boxing. He's got wrestling that he can rely on if if he wants to. And he just needs to stay away from the power of Josh Emmett. And look, Josh Emmett, you know, he's 8-2 and two in, in the UFC. He's got three knockouts. I mean, he was, he was losing a fight bad against Michael Johnson and just landed a haymaker in the third round and just put the lights out. Um, I think Calvin Cater's pressure, Calvin Cater's, you know, toughness, durability, and also the consistency for which Josh Emmett starts fights slow and has to always seemingly fight from behind uh, puts me believing Calvin Cater's going to win the fight. I don't like him at 230 or 220. I mean, I would more so handicap him as a dollar 80 favorite because. I think wrestling kind of cancels each other out, and Josh Emmett just has that eliminator of a right hand and a left cross. So uh, the over, probably going to the judges' scorecards, probably a cater decision, kind of similar to what I just talked about uh, mm-hmm. early on with Dariyev and, and Buckley. Like if you want to play Dariyev, you, you, you play cater on the points, or if you want to just money line cater, then you put him in a parlay. All right. So if you're looking at Cater to win by decision, that's plus 130. If you're looking at Ed, this goes to distance and you think Emmett's going to win this fight, Josh Emmett to win by decision is plus 450. You could also take advantage of those live bets. If you're looking at this fight, you know, going Josh Emmett's way, maybe live bet him a little bit. Uh, maybe live bet Calvin Cater to come back and win this fight uh, if he's struggling early against uh, Josh Emmett. But if you're looking at that, that parlay that we were talking about, uh, let's see. I'm going to build this right here on the fly for people. So we're going to go with uh, Duraev, right? We're going to go with Duraev. We're going to go with Kevin Holland. And we're going to go with Calvin Cater right there. And that comes out to plus 174. That's not bad. That's okay. I probably maybe throw in like a, a Kyle Dacus or a Cody Stamen earlier on in the fight card. 
just to add a little bit more to that. Maybe Dawkins, probably Dawkins, because Stamen's a huge favorite. So Ooh, put in plus two eighty two right there. Plus two eighty two for that parlay. Okay. So yeah, Dariah, like Holland, Cater, and Dawkins. There we go. Plus two eighty two. I love this parlay. Yeah, I think I think that four five because I think Kyle Dawkins is just going to be wrong everywhere mm-hmm. for uh, Roman Delizze, and that's I think the first or second fight in the card. Yeah. So you've got to stay around for a while, you know, top to bottom. That's uh, fine. That hit, it's Saturday but, night. Um, you know, you just you set it and forget it. If you get to watch the fights, if you got other things planned, you just set it and forget it. Go back and look at it, but make sure you check out these fights. So you've got derive by decision. Uh, you like derive outright, but also derive by decision means Holland to go under two and a half, and Joe Lozon at plus one forty five plus the parlay we just gave gave you. Is there anything else besides you just mentioned Kyle Dawkins? Anything else on this undercard or earlier in the main card that you like for this UFC fight night in Austin? I, there's a there's a fighter that I just love to like root against i think he's just been underwhelming let's see if you could like like get the reason what's well, not the reason why but it's just like how i would describe him but i'm gonna uh, correlate it to basketball okay uh so i'm gonna give you like three names uh and just maybe tell me what they all have in common gary trent charles barkley um oliver miller i mean okay yes okay I'm trying to think of the correlation between the three here. Yeah, now Remore is probably like because he plays a different position, but okay. like I'm trying to. All right. <sighs> Who all else right, would that right, be? All right. uh, oh, uh, Marcus Pfizer. Okay. 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 Carlos Boozer to some extent. All right. Well, I mean, how are you putting Carlos Boozer and Charles Barkley in the same in the same group here? <laughs> here here's what I'm doing. Under Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley is one of the best uh, NBA players in history. Come on, man. What right, are you doing under, here? But undersized for his position. Okay. Like, all right. That's fair. That's like fair. They're, like they're I don't six, think, six, like don't six, don't put those forward. two guys in the same I'll, sentence. I'll don't do that. Center, like you get what I'm coming at? Yeah. Okay. All right. Deron Wynn makes no sense at a middleweight. He's five two, but okay. somehow oh he like God. fights at one eighty five, and he's just. He's got all these accolades as a wrestler, and he's supposed to be Daniel Cormier, like, 2.0, and, like, he just he's just not good. Like, he stinks, and he's just he's a frustrating fighter to watch. So, hopefully, Philip Hawes um, just, just knocks him out. Like, that's what I'm hoping for. All right, so we will go with uh, Philip Phil- Hawes by KO. Philip Hawes by knockout. I'm trying to find those odds here. That was a stretch. Uh, let's just, can we redo that? No, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. Philip Hawes by knockout is plus 120. I like that. I'm going to throw him in the parlay, too. We're just going to throw him in the parlay. That gets you to plus 435. How about that? Sweet. Look How about that. that? All right, so that is UFC Fight Night in Austin. That is Jordan Sherwood as well. Follow him on Twitter at Woodon1063. Don't come at him if the picks are bad, but make sure you celebrate him if the picks are good. If you want all of these picks and more, head to FatJackSports.com where you're getting all of the baseball and now you're getting Jordan's pick. That's all that's going on right now. I mean, you've got the Stanley Cup for a little bit for a few more games, but then after that, it's just baseball and Jordan. That's it. And then we get into football season. That's when the that's when the money's to be made. But make sure you check out Jordan's picks there. Follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. And we'll make more questionable analogies next week on the unnamed MMA podcast.